Hello friends, um, coming at you here at Notes on Work episode, and we have a nice CPU fan spinning in the background pretty loud, so you probably hear that, and then the heater is also on, and I have like a bad placement for that, so you probably also hear that, so I hope you enjoy the background music while I'm talking to you. What we're going to talk about here is, oh, I didn't write the title before this, so I don't know what the title's going to be, but let's just make it right now. Um, oh, so Josh just said this, like sit, uh, if it's a really big complex problem, sit on it that's not gonna be the title but whatever if it's a really big complex thing sit on it if it's easy do it um so let me set the stage here josh hanley and i uh he's the he's number two at laravel headquarters and he um yeah so him and i just got off a call because we're hashing out a pr uh, to solve a problem in livewire and this is a problem that's existed for a long time and we've never known the right thing to do and we've talked about it a lot and every time we've come up with these like crazy complex solutions and they're just so like scary that i think naturally we just don't do them but also we're too scared to do them and then after enough sitting on it you know we've just been like okay well what if we just do this wait actually why don't we just do this and then we arrive at something really simple and easy and clean and that's what we just did the pr took no time at all um and that's so this this is hopefully by the end of this week this feature is going to be in livewire and deployed um but th this is the problem and if you're not in a livewire it doesn't matter because this is this is a problem that just exists with with any web app that has any sort of javascript in it here's the problem scenario you do something in the back end you make a controller with whatever and then you have your front end stuff that you know hits an endpoint and does something right and so that's like Ajax. You have a button that does something on the front end, like a new post button or submit comment or something. Okay. And then let's say that you add a new feature or you change a feature or some part of that backend code changes and you update the code and then you deploy it. And now the backend deployment is out there. That backend change is out there. But all the front end, so the users who are on the page, who've left a page open, let's say before you deploy they hit a button everything works then you deploy then they hit that same button they haven't refreshed the page and now it doesn't work because the javascript is just javascript it doesn't know that the that the back end has changed it doesn't know that there's been a new deployment um so i don't actually know the scenario for you know spas and how people manage this because it would be a problem with any spa or spa-esque hybrid thing um, and this isn't cash busting. Like if you change front end assets, um, well, even that, yeah. How do you invalidate users on page sessions? I wonder what the story here is for like, you know, next JS or something, you know, I don't know, but whatever, I'm going to keep talking about this. So if you do know the story, if you know a better way, um, hit me up on Twitter or whatever and let me know. But yeah, so, so that's the problem. Basically some backend changes when you deploy them require what will break the current javascript sessions that people have so people hit these weird errors and so this probably happens like anytime you do a big deployment there's like errors in your bug tracker that are there for a little bit but then just subside over time and that's because of things like this and so this exists in livewire in the same way where like you know if you have a livewire component and somebody you know, goes in and changes a method on it or changes something about it. 
and then you know they deploy it now a current user on the page tries to click a button that calls a method that doesn't exist anymore and then they get an error um, and then some error happens and triggers in the bug tracker and then eventually they go away because that person hits that error and goes huh this page is broken it's weird i'm going to refresh and see if it fixes it and then that will fix it and then they never experience it again so that that's the problem and so we've wanted a solution for this right now if your session expires like this is kind of another problem um with just naturally if like if you do javascripty stuff and somebody leaves the page open too long and their session has expired like just their laravel session and they go to do something and then you hit some 419 error and you have to account for that in your ajax request or whatever but a lot of like frameworks take care of this problem for you and prompt you with like this page has expired refresh you know um and then you do so so that's a thing but anyway uh, we have that in LiveWire. In LiveWire, if your page is expired, we automatically show an alert that says "page is expired, uh, refresh to you know fix it, whatever it says." And then they hit refresh, or they hit OK on the alert. It refreshes the page, and everything's good to go. Um, but when we make internal changes to LiveWire, sometimes we make non-breaking LiveWire changes, but they actually break the current session. For example, if we add something to the LiveWire payload that gets sent back and forth to the Ajax request, if we add or remove something and and now there's code that expects that data to exist, you know, we, we try to do things where like when we make changes, we try to account for that data not existing so that we don't break people's apps. But there's just times when you have to change the contract between backend and front end. Now, again, it's not a breaking change. Um, nothing about the LiveWire public usage is changing, um, but internally it changes. And because LiveWire exists across the stack, those the front end and the back end, they get out of sync and then this problem occurs. So we were barking up this tree of like, okay, we need to know, like, we can't just, like, what if we just use the LiveWire version? Okay, we could do that. And we could send the LiveWire version that started with the page down to the front end. And then every time a request is made, it gets sent to the back end, that LiveWire version. And then the back end does a comparison is like, did the front end load with a different version of LiveWire? Okay, then, you know, break the page and tell them that they need to refresh the page. And we could do that. That would be the easiest thing to do. The problem with that is that if we did that, we update LiveWire pretty regularly. Like we release a new version, you know, every two weeks to a month, I'd say. Um, sometimes more frequently, sometimes multiple times within a day. If it's a big, you know, breaking change or we did a new feature that we're iterating on or something. And in those cases, it's like you'd be really hitting your users every single time LiveWire updates, which is not ideal. Um, so we decided like that's not the thing to do. And then we were like, okay, so for the cases where somewhere in user land, people change their components in such a way that it would break LiveWire, break the experience, like maybe we cache or we like make a hash of the file like last modified time and check if the modified times have changed and if they have then we you know break the page but then like that's really heavy-handed there's a lot of changes you could make that won't break the experience so uh whatever and then like okay what if we we take the last modified time of the blade view files that it was rendered with and if those change you know which again like it's really heavy-handed and if we try to make come up with a solution that's programmatic and smart that's l as light-handed as we want then we're gonna be in this like world of pain where we're like hashing, cascading modified times and just crazy stupid stuff. So again, like we we went through all these things and then eventually kind of came out with like, the, the, aha, the aha moment was, 
All right, what if we store an internal hash in LiveWire's source code that's like a deployment invalidation hash? And just like a few characters or whatever. It's not a version because it doesn't necessarily need to increment in any sound way. It just needs to change. And we can keep that hash hard-coded in a class like a static constant and do everything I described, pass it to the front end, and then each request it gets passed back and there's a back-end check that's like, okay, did the session change? Did, did, the, did LiveWire change enough to break the thing? So here's the problem. It's like, how do we determine if LiveWire broke enough? Well, our brains know. Every time we make a deployment or merge a PR or something, we just know because of working on LiveWire so much, we know if it's going to break people's stuff. We know when we're making a change to the schema of the request or to some, you know, backendy thing that exp really, it's really only when we make backend schema changes, which is pretty rare, but it does happen between major versions of LiveWire. Um, so anyway, we just decided let's make it a hard-coded string. And because we already know when we make these changes, We'll just update it ourselves, like manually make a pull request that just changes the hash, you know, or like when we make the pull request of the feature, we'll update the hash ourselves, um, literally just hard coded in. Like we don't even need to generate a hash in any specific way. We literally just wrote three characters in a string and we'll just change those three characters to whatever we want to change them to, you know, um, and as long as they're different from, from uh, version to version, then we're good to go. So Anyway, that's what we did. And then we also added a hook so that you can decide what you want to do when the page is considered expired, whether it's from a session expiring or from LiveWire backend changing on a deployment. Um, you can just livewire.onpageexpired. That's the API that we've sort of settled on at the moment. And then there's a callback and you do what you want to do. You can show uh, an alert. You can show a dialogue. You could refresh it by default without alerting the user at all. You could do nothing. Um, that's all up to you now. So yeah, so good. This is something that we've wanted and it's going to help us. And it's just one of those. Those are These are the little details that when you're just building a thing and getting it to work, you don't think about and then they crop up over time, but it's not necessarily like a live wire problem. It's like, well, this is like an app problem, but it really is. And we want to make the experience as nice and seamless as possible. And this is one of those things that we can do to do that. Um, so there you go. I wanted to tell you about that, but I also really like, again, like we got off this call and Josh was like, we, we both were like, this is, this is one of those things where like we went on this huge journey and everything, all of our ideas were really complicated and just felt horrible. And it forced us to sit on it long enough. We just decided just to keep sitting on it and revisiting it. And then one day it just kind of occurred to us a simpler way. And if we had just gone right down the rabbit hole in the first place, we would be worse off with a worse system that's more complex and less maintainable. But instead we have something that's really clean and really nice and we're really happy with. And it's just because we sat on a hard problem for a bit and let it simmer. And you know, that's like a big thing of mine is letting big, hard problems simmer and not just like jumping to something too soon. Um, so yeah, so that's the thing. And I wanted to hit you with that. I'll be seeing you.